You are now listening to Zakaic Podcast, proclaiming Jesus as Savior, Healer, Sanctifier, and Coming King. To God be the glory. Before we go to our meditation this morning, allow me to give a brief information. It has been our practice in this church that every year we confirm the leaders that will serve with us, such as the elders, deacons, deaconesses, financial secretaries, treasurer, and auditor. But I was informed by a member of the policy committee of the Kamakop that that has been amended. The amendment is that instead of them serving one year, they will serve two years. That's why please do not be surprised that we will not confirm leaders this year because their term will still be until next year. So, sana po ay hindi kayo magtaka. So, we thank God for these brothers and sisters who have been serving with us this year and hopefully also next year. When I was working for my program with Asbury Theological Seminary, I had to apply for a visa. And I think some of you who had a chance to go to the United States, you had to go to the U.S. Embassy to apply for a visa. While I was there, I noticed there were hundreds of Filipinos who wanted to apply for a U.S. visa. And many of them were denied. In fact, I happened to follow an applicant and she had with her ganito kakapal yung documents hoping that she would be accepted. But she was denied and I heard her cry. And there were hundreds who were denied. And those who are denied to enter legally, they try to enter illegally. And we can see that on the news. Almost every day, hundreds of immigrants would cross from Mexico, from Central America, from South America. Some would travel thousands of miles just to go to the border and when they arrive there, they are arrested and sent back to their places of origin. Some were shot and killed while they crossed the border. Some would probably be able to cross, but ultimately they would be captured and sent back. And the question that many people would ask is why? 
Why would thousands of people risk their lives to cross the border, and yet you do not see many people crossing back? One of my friends who stayed in El Paso, Texas for about 20 or 30 years told me that across El Paso is Juarez City of Mexico. And every day, hundreds if not thousands of Mexicans would want to cross over to El Paso, but only very few would want to cross over to Juarez City. And he said, I enjoy walking from my place down to, El, down to Juarez City because that city is only divided by a road and there's a bridge that they could cross. And he would cross there almost every day, all by himself, from El Paso, Texas, USA, to Juarez City, Mexico, and ask him, why would you cross over? And he said, I would cross over and just buy things and I come back. Iba naman kasi yung dollar kaysa peso. If you bring $20 from El Paso, Texas to Juarez City, pagbalik mo, hindi mo na mabitbit yung worth ng $20. Mabigat. Pero tayo, pag pumunta tayo sa merkado at dala natin 20 pesos, hindi na tayo makabalik. Sa tricycle parang palang ubus na. So, people would risk their lives crossing the border. And I think the reason why people do that is because they are attracted to the culture. Now, I do not discount the possibility that they are attracted to the dollar, but I think they are more attracted to the culture. Some of my cousins migrated to the United States 30 years ago, and they got married there. They got married to Filipino-Americans also, who look just like them. And so their children look very much like them. But make no mistake, these are not Filipinos. These are Americans, and their culture is different. I had the privilege of being with them, and I sense they are different from us. And if they come to the Philippines, they were born in the U.S. and they are raised there, they would experience culture shock when they come to the Philippines. Iba. And I believe that people are attracted to a particular culture. Do you agree? Why do you wear like that? Yung mga ancestors natin, hindi man ganyan nung damit. We are attracted to a particular culture which we believe is better and more superior than what we have. And this is the very reason why during this month of October, which is Missions Month, we had been emphasizing on doing and going. But this year, our concentration and our focus is on being. 
what we are as God's people. Because it is what we are, what our God has given to us, that we present to the world. And on the first Sunday of this month, we say we are different because we are a people who do not think of ourselves highly than we ought to think, but we think of ourselves as poor in spirit. That we are saying to God, Lord, I am empty. I am naked. Fill me. Make me complete. As opposed to the people in the world that they are self-sufficient. You cannot teach them anything. Because they know everything. One of the things that really annoys me as a teacher, and I think you have teachers in the congregation, is if you're a teacher in, in a classroom, you have a student who knows everything. He would raise his hand and say, Sir, I have a question. He has a question, but he wants to trick you. He already knows the answer. You cannot teach that person. When you go to UP, Diliman, the first thing that you see is a statue of a person who is naked. And the meaning of that is, I come to you with nothing. I am naked. I am empty. Fill me. And so the first thing about the culture of God's people is that we recognize that we are poor in spirit. And we want God to teach us. We want God to fill us. Last Sunday, another culture of those who are in the kingdom is that we mourn for things that are wrong. We mourn for our sins. We do not rejoice because we have committed something wrong. We are so sad. Two Wednesdays ago, a message from the book of Psalms. There, David was lamenting. He was lamenting because he committed sin. And he was crying out to God. He recognized that the consequences of his sins were heavy. He was not happy. That's the difference between those in the kingdom and those outside the kingdom. Those outside the kingdom, they are proud of what they're doing. They brag about how they deceive others. But not those who are in the kingdom. We mourn. And because we mourn, we are comforted. Today, we will look into the third culture that those in the kingdom possess. And that is found in Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. Matthew 5, verse 5 says, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And since it's very short, allow me to repeat it. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Now this is culture of those in the kingdom that is absent from the people outside the kingdom. The word meekness is not in the vocabulary of those outside the kingdom. Because if you would notice that when the, descent, the, 
descendants of Adam and Eve were scattered when Adam and Eve were evicted from the garden. The descendants scattered all over. It was a struggle for survival. And they had to survive by hook or by crook. Whatever means necessary. You must be strong. Because from the garden, they were thrown into the jungle. And the law of the jungle is very much harsh. You have to be strong because if you are weak, the strong will eat you. You must kill because if you do not kill, they will kill you. That's the law of the jungle. You have to be rich because if you are poor, people will despise you. You have to accumulate many things. You have to be great because the jungle only respects power, greatness, riches. That's the law of the jungle. There is an animal, I don't know if you have seen this on YouTube, but I'm glad this animal is not in the Philippines. It is not very big. It is just about 30 to 40 kilos. And it is found in Africa, in the Middle East, in India. And this animal does not fear anything. Maliit lang siya. But lions, tigers, leopards, cheetahs cannot touch this animal. I saw on YouTube five or six lions surrounding one honey badger. Are you familiar with the animal? Honey badger, and there's nothing sweet about it. Hindi ko alam bakit tinawag nilang honey. Honey badger. Nothing sweet about it. It's so fierce. It does not fear anything. Lions cannot touch it. Of course, it cannot devour a lion because a lion is so big. But lions will back off. Cobra? Ah, wala ang cobra. Black mamba? These are venomous snakes. If ever they encounter a honey badger, they are already signing a death sentence upon themselves. Because their venoms have no effect on the honey badger and they become the breakfast of the honey badger. Cobra going almusal. Ganun ka fierce yung honey badger. His, his existence is more on kill them before they kill you. And that's the law of the jungle. 
But thanks to God that even when we as descendants of Adam and Eve are now in the jungle and we operate under the law of the jungle, Jesus came and snatched some of us, not all. He snatched some of us and transferred us into the garden. I should hear a hallelujah to that. You still want to be in the jungle? <laughs> Praise God, he has placed us in the garden. And the law in the garden is very much different from the law in the jungle. And I suspect that many of us are still in the jungle. Odi yud magpautang. Mangambras. That's the law in the jungle. Makadungog lang gamay. Ah, bantay lang yun ka. Makambrasan yun ka. That's in the jungle. What is now the culture of those in the garden? When God has transferred us into the garden, the law is no longer survival of the fittest. Because that's the law in the jungle. Survival of the fittest. I must be strong. I must be I must be rich. I should protect myself. If I do not protect myself, I will not survive. It was Prime Minister Golda Meir of Israel who said, and I quote, these are her words, if the Arabs will lay down their arms, there will be peace. But if Israel will lay down its arm, Israel will not exist. Those were her words. And my question is this, if Israel is God's people, if Israel is the chosen people of God, is it not the responsibility of God to protect them instead of them protecting themselves? Because in the garden, survival is not for the fittest, it is for those who depend upon God. It's not by the number of chariots and horses. It is their dependence upon God that will make them established in the land. In the jungle, you have to kill in order not to be killed. If someone is planning evil against you, kill them first. Preemptive strike so that they cannot harm you. But in the garden, 
the strong does not devour the weak. The strong cares for the weak. The strong carries the weak. And the strong is willing to be sacrificed so that others might live. And who is that? The owner of the garden, the Lord Jesus Christ. Iba talaga ang kultura, kapatid. Sa nasa jungle at nasa garden. In sa jungle, may plano kang masama sa akin, unahan na kita. I am stronger than you, so I will eat you. But not in the garden. In the garden, I do not worry about my existence because my existence is dependent on the powerful hand of God. And if I am strong, I do not eat the weak. Instead of devouring them, I lift them up. I really like to watch these animals. And there was a video that I saw which seems to be a little unusual. Because usually what I saw on video is that a lion would run after a weak animal, a tiger would run after a weak animal, cheetahs would run after weak animals. But there is a leopard in that video, who was playing with a young deer. I don't know if you saw that. And then when other leopards were coming to eat the small deer, he fought against them. And I said to myself, this is unusual. Because in this world, predators would really run after the weak. But I think I see a glimpse of what it means to be in the garden where the lions can lie down with the sheep. Hallelujah. And the question is, where are we now? Are we still in the jungle? Or are we now in the garden? In the garden, it is no longer a race to become great. Because in this world, there is race. Who is the greatest? What nation have more soldiers? What nation have more arms? What nation have more nuclear weapons? There is the race in this world. But in the garden, it is the race to be the smallest. Outside the kingdom of God, it is, I want to be the greatest. I have to accumulate and accumulate. But in the, the garden, I want to be the least in the kingdom. In a garden, it is no longer enriching oneself. Because it, in the jungle, you should be rich. 
so that people will not despise you. But in the garden, it is the ability to choose to be poor so that others might be rich. Yung bang mag-decide tayo na ngayong araw, hindi lang muna ako kakain ng limang beses para makakain naman yung iba kahit isang bes na. We are willing to be poor in order for others to be rich. Do you find that in the jungle? No. I should be rich at your expense. Remember what I told you? That the kingdom of Israel and Judah were taken to exile because not only because of idolatry, but because rich Israelites were oppressing the poor. They enriched themselves at the expense of the poor, but not in the garden. The garden, we choose to become poor so that others would become rich. I always tell my companions in the church ministry team and the pastoral team that God has blessed this church so much. I have seen this through the years. This church is blessed so much. We can buy a brand new Toyota Fortuner every year if you want to. But we choose not to. Instead, when there is an appeal from the mission field, appeal from remote churches, we go and become partners with them. And I'm happy to inform you that last Sunday, the church ministry team met and we presented the need of the ministry in Japan. And I told you that they needed about 2 million pesos to buy a property for their headquarters and training center. And the church ministry team last Sunday decided to send 500,000 pesos for Japan. That is our culture. We choose to sacrifice ourselves so that others might become rich. And it is my prayer that when people in the jungle see our culture, just like people in Mexico would see the culture of the Americans, they would rush. Hallelujah. Yun ang gusto kong makita. Sabihin ng mga nasa jungle, ang ganda palaga doon. People there do not eat the weak. They care for the weak. People there do not race towards greatness. Instead, they race towards being the least. People there do not enrich themselves. Instead, they choose to be poor 
so that others might be rich. If that is the culture that they see, I have no doubt in my mind that those who are seeking the light will come and join us. To God be the glory. You just heard the message from Zamboanga City Alliance Evangelical Church. We hope that it will help you in your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. For more updates, you can follow us in our social media platforms in Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Zikai Ministries. See you there!